Hello. Welcome to Human Tech, a podcast about the intersection between humans and technology. My name is Guthrie. I'm here with Susan. Hello, Susan. Hello, Guthrie. Now, if you were following us live today, you might be confused because this is the <laughs> second time we're doing this. Yeah. Uh, but if you're listening on, you know, via, via podcast on your phone, then um, this will this will sound new. Uh, we started our podcast, and then uh, Susan's internet just died, vanished, and uh, then she had to take a call, and and so instead of trying to patch things together, we're just gonna. Start all over. Start over. We didn't get very far, so it's fine. Uh, but if that happens again, you oh know, god, no! Then we then just give up and I'll, I'll just vacation. I'll just wrap it up. Yeah, we'll finish it up. You just and, keep, uh, just talk on your own if it happens. And and uh, it's possible. There's a call that if it comes in, I'm gonna have to take. So. <laughs> Come on. Uh, the right. nice thing is we did avoid the emergency phone. That's alert. true. When the Martians landed, so there might be there might be um, if there if you have to take a call, I'll just. Hopefully, keep talking. Yeah. Hopefully, it'll be a short call. So, audience, please bear with us today. Um, so, uh, the last couple of episodes, we've been really heavy on the theory, on UX strategy, um, very kind of... Uh, very detailed UXy stuff. Yes. Uh, I believe, did I call it like a, ephemeral, maybe, was the word I used in the previous episode. So, uh, we're going to... Uh, Focus. I don't want to say like on current events, but we'll maybe just take a, a slight little diversion, talk about some stuff that's been going on um, in the tech industry, and it does directly relate to UX. Uh, it's not, Human, not necessarily humans surprise. and technology. It's just, the intersection just, of humans and technology. Yeah, it's just a couple things that that have been going on um, that we'll uh, we'll kind of briefly mention because it's important to keep in mind. So uh, the first of those is going to be about antitrust. Um, there's some really fascinating things happening with antitrust uh, in both Europe and the United States. Um, we'll focus mostly on the U.S. side, but the Europe side is maybe more important for UXers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be interested to hear why you say that. But uh, for UXers, it's just it's straight up. It's just Figma. It's uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with Adobe and Figma. All right, where are you starting then? Um, all right. I, I, this is not a whole primer on antitrust, but we should just explain what antitrust is. So very briefly, uh, even though the U S doesn't have the reputation for it, the actually, U S is actually quite a socialist country in a lot of ways. Um, and in the early 1900s, there was a socialist, very strong socialist, socialist political movement that happened in the United States. Corresponded with the workers' rights movement. Um, very same, similar movement happened all over the world at about that time. And uh, the U.S. passed a number of laws, which are still on the books, that give the United States government just sweeping powers to get rid of um, companies that violate antitrust. Or well, not get rid of them. But no, to do anything. They could do all sorts of stuff if they want to. Oh, but okay. All right. But usually what they do with those laws is just use them to make the big companies change. Well, okay. Well, let's not, let's not get there. The point is, is that the laws are incredibly strong. Yes. If you're found, uh, first of all, a monopoly, um, if you, if you're a company and you sort of dominate the space. Yeah. So originally it was standard oil. 
So oil was discovered in Pennsylvania. There's this company who was able oil to was dominate. Oil was discovered in Pennsylvania? I'm pretty sure. I thought, but all the legends and and that sitcom that used to be on, it was discovered in Texas. Uh, I, I, it's all right. I just was, I didn't know that. That was so news. Um, I mean, I guess if we're being official, there were old stuff like China was doing stuff, you know, 2000 years ago because they invented everything. Um, uh, No, I believe you. It's okay. It's okay. I didn't mean to. So there were others. So for example, in Ontario, there was a commercial well. Wow. That's funny. uh, uh, let Let me just look up one thing real quick. He likes to um, be exact. I do like to be exact. So do you know who the CEO of Standard Oil was? Tim Standard. John D. Rockefeller. <laughs> was he really? That's the Rockefeller fortune. That's Standard Oil. I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's the co-founder and chairman. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where they got all their money. Huh. Yes. Sorry, I didn't know that. That's very interesting. No, okay. No, thank you. no worries. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, um, hmm. isn't isn't that fascinating? That kind of is. Uh, there was okay, okay, but I'm not. See, sometimes, why do I know these random facts? I just you know, I, that's a mystery in itself. So, at the end of the American Civil War, Cleveland was one of the five main Cleveland. refining centers. In the oh, United Cleveland, States. Ohio. Okay. Yeah. Besides Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and New York. Okay. And there was this region in Northwest Pennsylvania where most yeah. of the oil came from. Wow. So it all came from Northwest Pennsylvania. Isn't that funny? Okay. Um, all right. And so he he abolished a partnership and formed Standard Oil of Ohio. There you go. And uh, okay. just you know became became <laughs> a thing. All right. Well, so the richest person in the world. Okay, so um, and and Standard Oil, uh, you know, there was the, so there's oil, there was railroads, also a dominating part of the time, and these companies were huge, and they were just dominating, and they did all kinds of stuff to keep their competitors, you know, well, out, from, kick, from being out of able business. to exist. Really nasty business stuff that you can't. You know, you wouldn't even dream to do today. Today, everything is sort of like cloak and dagger, you know? You do it, uh, but you you try to do it behind the scenes. But back then, you just did it. We're talking about the early 1900s, right? Yeah, yeah. Back then, it was a much more coordinated, brazen yeah. uh, thing. Very, like, how can we bankrupt our, you know, yeah, our competition? Absolutely. Yep, yep. Uh, so, And then the, along came the socialist tendencies and the antitrust laws. And yes. then, uh, and so part of the original, you know, impetus of some of the early big antitrust stuff was taking these huge monopolies and breaking them up. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of the big ones were tech companies, very interestingly enough. I mean, in some ways, oil was a new technology at the time, kind right? Kind at the time it was, um, uh, you, the the other big ones, I'll just list them. We'll talk about them later. Um, that we, we talked about the railroads, talked about Standard Oil. AT&T was a huge one, um, which is basically just Bell Labs. So 
another situation where Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone. And then like a hundred years later, AT&T is just still, still around, still around. Uh, So that, you know, breaking up of AT&T, which was a big, which is a big deal. Um, And, and uh, Microsoft Mm -hmm. uh, having to divest stuff in the nineties and Intel. So we'll talk about those in just a second. Um, I, w- I do want to play just a little game, though. Oh, we're going to play a game? Just a small game. Wait a minute. Before we game. do that, though. Yes. Because that was the past stuff, but the reason you're bringing this up now is that there's some interesting antitrust stuff going on now. Exactly. With tech companies. And that I think as and I think some of it, I was listening to a podcast this week, has direct impact on UX as well. So do you want to mention well, those yeah, companies? Yeah, where we're going with all of this is these laws have been on the books. The Sherman and, and Sherman Antitrust, like they've been on the books. They're very, very strong, but they are up to the government to enforce. And yeah. it's kind of come in peaks and waves, right? So at a certain time, certain uh, governments have been more willing to go against you know, to kind of go against big business. Uh, Since Reagan in the eighties though, Ronald Reagan, Reagan, uh, there was a, there was a, that was a time in the early eighties, both in Europe and the United States in which socialism was, didn't seem all that great. And there was sort of a, we'll just say a cozying, cozying up with large business interests. Yeah. Um, It was a decade of a lot of corporate consolidation Mm-hmm. So like a lot of companies kind of consolidated together and the FTC, which the is one of the commission, one of the organizations, not the only one, but one of the ones that would bring a suit against a company for monopolistic behavior, antitrust behavior, anti-competitive behavior, I guess is maybe the right word. Um, you don't have to be a monopolist. It's not, it's not the only thing that it works on, but um, anti, yeah, anti uh, kind of free, trade mm-hmm. uh those it, they became more of like a slap on the wrist kind of thing the enforcement mm-hmm. mechanisms kind of got put by the wayside mm-hmm. and that mostly continued through clinton though in 99 at the tech bubble uh microsoft did you know but that's a good point right so the microsoft thing uh, we don't they didn't get broken up because they actually settled with right Right. The government so and like they, we'll change this thing or that thing. Yeah. So the, the government instead of like really kind of pushing for stuff, Hammering. they're sort of like, okay, you Just know, try, do you have to try and behave, do a few things differently. Yes. Um, uh, but now we're looking at. Well, so that in the United States that went through Clinton, that went through um, George W. Bush, that went mostly through Obama, though maybe things picked up a little bit. Um, went obviously through the through the Trump years, but uh, Biden's team, for whatever reason, um, has really revived the teeth of yeah. the FTC. And many of these lawsuits, I mean, they're these are. Uh, I, I did go to law school. These are you want to talk about a lawsuit? Right, these are really big. <laughs> I mean, these ten thousand page. Right. document things right. and there's brief, I mean, it goes on for years and years and years. It's a really, really, really big deal. And so this is it's billions of dollars. There's stuff going on. I know with Amazon. So, um, so some of this, you know, we're a couple years in into the Biden presidency. So and I think some of this stuff has been, 
it's been on for the burner really, for a while really, and now yeah. it's we're starting to get there and it'll be yeah. years before so um there's a lot more uh antitrust okay but activity just, just name the ones that we know are going on well in the united states yes. and in europe the big one that just happened is amazon yeah and that one's very which, big which, that's a big deal that one has lots of ux uh, i think that one has lots of legs lots of legs lots okay, of legs what else we got for their their little tentacles are in all sorts of markets yeah well, uh, we'll did talk you hear about, about the that. okay we'll talk more about that remind me to tell you about the diaper.com story okay i will tell you amazon. about the diaper.com story um, there is a antitrust suit going on with Microsoft, which Microsoft. you don't know about I because don't. that's, that, that, that involves Microsoft's 70 ish, 60 ish billion dollar purchase, something, something around there of a, of a major game video game studio and them trying to actually, I might know about this, dominate the video game space yes. in some okay. capacity. So we have something going against Amazon, something going against Microsoft. Um, there are. Uh, there's the antitrust rumblings that have already sort of petered out, already have kind of crested with NVIDIA, where they yeah. tried to buy ARM, which okay. is another chip maker right. um, or chip designer. Technically. Is there something against uh, Google going on right now? Um, Google and Facebook. Yeah. Well, Meta, Alpha, Alphabet and Meta. Alphabet and Meta. Viral, um, always... Have have you know since for the last five years they've sort of there's been you know antitrust against them brouhaha's and I think I think those are also starting to ramp up but I just off the top of my head and I would have to maybe maybe you know better than I do but definitely the ones uh, that come to mind is the the big video game one um, we'll see what happens with Adobe and Figma and uh, of Amazon. course Amazon being the huge. Being right. a huge one. So we'll come back to that. You said we'll you wanted to play a game. I want to play a game. Um, this is a game. So this is maybe for more of our American audience. If you're in Europe or elsewhere, uh, you may not have these companies. So this is Standard Oil. When they okay. broke up Standard Oil, Standard Oil is one company, and they broke it up into yeah. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 main companies. And, and no, 10 main companies and like them? 24 others. So... Yeah. Am I supposed to name some of them? Is that the no, game? No, no, definitely not. I uh, could. Like some of them were like, you know, Standard Oil of Indiana, you know, whatever. You don't right, know that right. one. Um, All right, what's so, the so, uh, so when they broke up Standard Oil, I mean, they dis dis dismantled Destroyed it with a, with a sledgehammer. Yeah. Uh, uh, they really did. All right. So we're going to play a game. You know a little bit about oil companies in the United States. I guess. I mean, not a lot, but a little bit. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Can you mm. guess mm. all the children of Standard Oil? What do you that mean, are the children? Well, all the uh, companies that came out of that that are yeah, still in business. Yeah, or that you've heard of. So, for example, I'll give you an example. You you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily know this. Uh, Standard Oil of New Jersey uh, in 1959 becomes humble oil right you okay. you wouldn't know you that. wouldn't know that right although i i did live in new jersey for a while but no i would not know that yeah so i'm not right so it's like some of these you wouldn't know but i'm but i'm talking about the ones that you would the brands that you would know that have that are the descendants of right. standard oil try? from the 1920s let's let's I'm try guessing. okay yeah this is a fun um, this is a fun game i think esso 
that then turned into Exxon? Esso that then turned into Exxon. Mm -hmm. uh, you are... You are... Partial you are mostly right. You yeah. are mostly right. Um, are are you sure that Esso turned into Exxon? Maybe not. But all right. Here, so then I'll just say Esso. Well, well you, how would we just do Exxon Mobil? Okay, Exxon. Well, okay. Let's be clear. Exxon and Mobil were two different companies. Yeah. So here's here's the here's how it here's goes. Here's another one. Conoco. No, no, and just Phillips hold on. Were two different companies. Yeah, of course they were. So hold on. So Standard Oil of New Jersey yeah. becomes Humble Oil. Okay. Which they were acquired by Jersey Standard in 1959. Okay. In 1973, yeah. Standard Oil of New Jersey yeah. rebrands as, as Exxon. Oh. So Exxon is just Standard it's Oil of oil. New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. Standard Oil of New New York which was Saucony becomes rebranded in no 1963 as mobile. Oh, mobile. Okay. And then in 1999, Exxon merges with mobile, mobile to become Exxon mobile. Exxon mobile. So, so Exxon mobile, the merger that happened in 99 is just standard, standard oil of New oil Jersey again. merging with standard oil of New York, which is okay. hilarious. All okay. Right, then you, then, so all right. what, what's the other one that you, Shell. that you mentioned? Uh, Conoco, Phillips, Shell, Shell is not. Um, oh, things, were they separate? Things you gotta. People don't know about Shell. People don't yeah. think about this. Shell is an old company, From and the it's actually movies. called. Uh, uh, why is their logo a shell? That's kind of strange for oil, wouldn't you say? Why is it a seashell? I don't know because they come from the ocean. Because it was part of the uh, long history of like the, the Dutch East Indian Trading oh. Company, and it is Royal Dutch Shell. Oh, I think I remember. And so that is why it's a yeah. shell because of the shipping, because of the wow. Dutch thing. Yeah. Uh, Royal Dutch Shell. I'll, yeah. uh, uh, there's one that maybe we'll maybe we'll get. Um, they do acquire. Uh, one of the um, one of the brands that you will recognize later, and and so we'll we'll get to we'll get to them. So they are sort of they they're not a direct child. They're okay. sort they're sort well, of adopted. That's interesting. So they're not a direct. Nope. From the split up. Okay. Nope. Um. Uh. Since since we're sort of doing it. Um. Uh. uh Texaco. Tot Total is the is the French oil company. They also are not. How about Texaco? Texaco. Um. Texaco is. Texaco was uh, uh, acquired. Texas brand of. Yep. Uh, have you? Uh, can you? Do you know who the parent of Texaco is? It starts with a C. C H E. <laughs> Chevron. Have you ever heard of Chevron? No. Chevron. Yeah, Chevron. Sure. Chevron. So Chevron. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, was created in 1985. Yeah. When. Standard Oil of California, Calso, <laughs> rebranded as Chevron. Oh, God. And then they acquired Texaco. So Texaco is just Chevron, which is just Standard Oil, California. So you break them up, and then they all come back together. Uh, keep going. I said Conoco and Phillips. Uh, Conoco and Phillips, that is a ding, 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 ding. Um, 
the original Conoco is actually they never really rebranded. Re uh, they were the Continental Oil Company. Okay. Conoco. So that's okay. just standard oil. Like yeah. that was one of the oh, breakup okay. ones was Continental Oil Company <laughs> okay. was Conoco. Um, they were acquired uh, by DuPont in 81, which I kind of forgot about. Mm. And then in 99, they divested that Conoco. Um, okay. And it merges Let's, with Phillips Petroleum to make Conoco we, Phillips. Can we move on from the... Fine. No, we can't. But I'll, I'll just, but I'll, I'll, I'll speed it up. I won't have you guess anymore. Thank you. Uh, it was fun. Um, Amoco Trim was standard oh, yeah, oil of co. Indiana, yeah. yeah, which BP acquires in 98. Yeah. So BP is part BP, of this. Yeah. That was standard oil of Indiana. It becomes Amoco. Um, the Ohio oil company yeah. rebrands in 62 as, as Marathon. Oh, yeah. Gas, which yes. bizarrely yeah. uh, gets bought in 82 as by U.S. Steel, oh, and then bizarre. divested in 2001. So Marathon Oil is is a direct one. Um, the one that you didn't get, it's not necessarily an, a a gasoline company. It's an it oil company. Think of like other oil related things. And your hint is Pennsylvania. No. So the South Penn Oil Company. No, I didn't know. Rebrands oh, as yeah. Pennzoil. Pennzoil. I remember Pennzoil. Yep, in 55. And then that eventually gets um, spun off and eventually acquired by Royal Dutch Well, this Dutch was Shell. a fun walk down the marine lane for me, but okay. Uh, yeah, so basically like every single gas station in the United States is just still just somehow standard, is still except, standard except for oil. Uh, they all, you can all just trace that. Is yeah, that except funny? for Shell and BP kind of, even kind though of they acquired Amoco, so yeah, they merged yeah. in. Um, so there you go. Uh, all right, so that's 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 sort of that's that's standard oil. Um, let's let's jump forward a lot of years. Okay. Uh, the, of interest to us as we get closer to the tech side of things. Yeah. Um, the big one was, of course, Microsoft. Yeah. Right. That was uh, uh, briefly. Um, we had said that they they didn't they settled out of court. Yeah. Uh, everyone thinks it was about Windows, and but it actually wasn't. wasn't. It actually it was wasn't about Internet Explorer. Internet Explorer. Yeah, Internet Explorer, which is really weird to think about. But uh, back in so the lawsuit was on ninety nine. Yeah. At that at that point, they put like I mean they were putting Internet Explorer as the default for everything. Yeah, and it wasn't open source. There wasn't a whole lot yeah. of open source software back then, and so there was all kinds of technologies that required Internet Explorer yeah. to run. Right, and the thought was that they were making technologies exclusive to Internet Explorer right. and putting those in Windows so that um, Netscape Navigator, yeah. if you remember Netscape, which uh, which is which then but became yes. Firefox. Yes. Um, that, so that so that basically to try and kill Netscape Navigator. So they yeah. were destroying the competition. Yep. Um, and they, they settled and they had to, they had to ease off on shoving Internet Explorer down everyone's throats. Yep. And uh, uh, in the in the first kind of um, version we had talked about, it was that the rise of Google. It wasn't the rise of Google, the search engine, but it was the rise of Chrome. Chrome so that right. lawsuit directly leads to yeah. the Chrome browser uh, right. because of the open standards that come yep. because of that. 
And ironically enough, now Google is in trouble because right. of the domination of the Chrome browser. Right. Even though Chromium is open source, there's a lot of tech that uh, Google does that sort of tied to it. Tied to it, and their domination of the advertising space right. online um, is str- strange because right they they need cookies or other ways of tracking everyone. Everything and they make cookies and they make the browser that tracks people and they're in charge of developing the browser. So there's this, there's sort of like this, um, it's sort of like really bad. The really bad, like, uh, in the United States, we have these like super PACs for the campaign finance where it's like, it's like, uh, like Americans for Ron Johnson or whatever it is. And it's like an independent organization, right. but it's like working it's on not. behalf of this of that thing. Right. So it's like Google has this independent development of Chrome, but then Chrome it, is also like making decisions that would benefit Google. So it's just sort of this weird, it's a weird relationship. Yeah. Um, and the other one I wanted to mention was Intel. Yeah. Uh, which got sued. Intel had all the patents to x86, which mm-hmm. is basically the code base for almost all modern, com- you know, CPU stuff that's yeah. not mobile. That's not x x64. Yeah. That's not ARM. Um, and the x86 instruction set. I mean, it, it was a huge deal. And no one. So, so if you wanted to, for example, run. You know, we don't think of it today. You know. Like, but if you wanted to run Windows for a long time, the only, you could only run Windows on Intel chips. That's right. Because they had the patents on x86 and right. all software and that, that used it. x86 had to use. Had so to we don't even it. think about that anymore because yeah. um, as part of antitrust, they were forced to create a competitor, like to give birth to their own competitor, like child essentially, and give that competitor a lifetime exclusive license to use x86 so that there was another competitor in the cpu space that competitor is of course amd so amd is just intel that was forced to To break up yep okay or do something oh and the last one is um the at&t thing it's all the companies that you've heard of i was going to play the same game but we took too too long so for example verizon is a direct yeah. descendant of the AT and T, but yeah, breakup, yeah, Frontier. Um, so I, we, we, I was going to play that game too, but my oil game went too long. Okay. So um, that's that was my super too long preamble. I'm sorry, it wasn't that's a preamble, right. but I, I, li- I like the walk. Down so the point is, way. is that you know um, there are, there are laws and mechanisms for breaking up tech, and I think a lot of people. Um, they feel trapped when it comes to big tech in their lives. I feel, I think a lot of people are very frustrated. With, oh, see, I think the opposite. You don't think people are frustrated with big tech companies? No. I think it's one of the one things that's like bipartisan in America is like dis, no. dislike of big no, tech companies. No, not at all. Like when oh, I okay. was, when, when I was listening to this, this podcast this week about the antitrust stuff against Amazon. I thought, oh boy, there's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to want this to change. 
Yeah. I, I, you can say that, 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 you know, people don't like big tech, but I don't know if that's true. I think they may, maybe they, uh, no, I, I think, no, I think that uh, if you think about just branding, I think a lot of people think Google's wonderful, uh, uh, Amazon's wonderful. I don't think, I think there's lots of people that, that think these are wonderful brands and, and whether they think they're wonderful brands or not, I think there's a lot of people that don't want things disrupted. So can we talk for a second about the, what the FTC is saying about Amazon? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, this, this is uh, you, you know more about this than I do, so you should, Maybe. you should go for it. Well, so there's some things that Amazon is, is doing and has done that the FTC is, is bringing suit about. So, um, if you sell something on Amazon, if you're a seller, okay, and you, um, no, let's start, let's start from the user perspective. I go on Amazon. I'm interested in buying something. Let's say I want to buy a toothbrush and, uh, you know, there's a particular brand I like and I bring it up and there's the, those toothbrushes and there's a nice big button that says, you know, buy or add to cart, right? Big button. And then it says, you know, it's prime shipping. It's going to ship really fast and all of that. If you are the, the toothbrush manufacturer and distributor and you have that toothbrush for sale, like, at your own site or at another site for less money, that big buy now or add to cart button disappears. And instead there'll be a button that says, uh, what's the exact wording? It's something like uh, find, re find sellers or additional sellers or something like that. So it's an extra step you have to go through to buy it. And Amazon does that automatically. It crawls the web and if it discovers that you as the seller have that product less expensive, or if anyone has that product less expensively for sale anywhere else, it automatically won't put that buy now or add to cart button on. And the FTC is like, uh, -uh. uh there's there's there are so many examples you should keep telling yours yeah I'm tell i want to tell the the, uh, the diaper uh, uh well it's so um i mean that's just one example of something that amazon does that the ftc doesn't like uh and be and you know you could it just it just you could argue one way and you could argue another way and there's um so the diaper one, very quickly. Yeah, tell me the diaper one. There was a website called diapers.com. Mm -hmm. They sold diapers. Mm -hmm. Amazon wanted to win the market on the diaper space. Mm -hmm. They lowered their prices. Who did? They, Amazon. Mm -hmm. They spent $300 million selling diapers below cost mm -hmm. until they bankrupted diapers.com. Mm-hmm. And then I believe, I could be wrong about this part, but I believe then they just bought them. Bought them, yeah. And they had the domain redirect to Amazon 
for pennies on the dollar because they had no money. And then they yeah. increased the prices. Yeah. Which is like just like textbook down the middle, you know, you're not supposed to use your market power to sell under cost to bankrupt and then you a competitor and then you jack the prices once you know the monopoly. Yeah, I mean the FTC is also going after things that have to do with prime and Amazon um being, you know, that you have to you have to store your stuff at the if you're a seller at the warehouse, at the Amazon mm. warehouse. Uh and also what do you mean? How so? Well, what do you mean? They're going after Prime, like, and what, like, what, what, in what specifically? If you don't I'm remember, that's remember. I don't remember the details of that one. But what struck me as I was listening to this was some of the because some of the changes that the FTC wants because and and you know it's interesting it is so, so it is true that some of the things. At, or maybe all of the things that the FTC is complaining about and suing Amazon about results in less competition. And there, you know, that this is always a, what the FTC is doing with the antitrust. There's less competition. It's going to increase the prices to the consumer. Consumer is going to pay more money and have less choice. Those are the two things that it's usually going after. And, uh, you know, they have good evidence in the in the instances of, for instance, of what they're doing with Amazon. However, you are going to get to the point where it's going to it is it is less convenient. You know, it's like, are we are we willing? Is it okay with us? Fine, I'll have less choice, and it'll cost a little bit more, but I'll have this wonderful convenience, and I can just go to this one place and I can just press the big yellow button and everything will be wonderful. And you know, that's just the way it is. Like, is that it? Do I, I want to give up that user experience? Because I think that for some of this antitrust stuff that it means, yeah, you have more choice and it means ultimately things might cost a little bit less, but they also might be a lot less convenient. Maybe um, I should, you know, you should note that when it depends what they do, uh, you know, if you go the Intel route, it's not necessarily that Intel went away. It's just that they added a competitor to the space. If you're smart about it, Amazon could be exactly as it as it is, but then there would just be like a, you know, I don't know, like Yang Z. I'm picking other major rivers on continents. Uh, that that's that's a competitor that is like Amazon but different somehow. Yeah. So in theory, in theory, I, in an ideal, the whole point is that uh, monopolistic control is inefficient. Theoretically, if you have, if if the if the company is not operating in a mon- monopolistic way. It doesn't mean that they necessarily go away unless they break up Amazon, which I would be surprised at. Um, it's more just like there are then other competitors. You have options. So it's everything you have at Amazon, but then also other options from other companies. 
Yeah, I'm not convinced. Um, Although I tend to be, I tend to be in favor of antitrust. You know, I, well, I this tend is, to be in favor of the FTC. This is the this. argument. This is, this is the exact same argument that Microsoft yes. made in '99. <laughs> they did. Uh, yes, for sure. What did um, they say? Uh, it's the, uh, all right. We have dead airspace here. Well, Guthrie things up on the, uh, on um, his computer. Yes. Yeah. Where's the, uh, where's, where's this, where's this lawsuit? Um, yeah. U.S. versus Microsoft. It really, it's it's a really. I was trying to find the case name. It's just United States of America versus Microsoft Corporation. Okay, it's very plain. Yeah, very very plain. Um, uh, you know, I think Guthrie. While you're looking for that, maybe you should have. Um, you know, I know you have a law, law degree. Maybe you should have become an antitrust lawyer. I think you would have. Oh, antitrust was fun, yeah. But which which side would you be on? Would you be on the oh, FTC side tell. or on the corporate side? Which I'll never I'll never tell. <laughs> well, you know, it's not too late. If you want to go into this this year, uh, you can switch careers, I guess. Um, they, you know, right now Amazon and all these companies they might need some good. So okay, good just 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 some funny things. So in 1984, InfoWorld wrote, Microsoft is, is widely recognized as the most influential company in the microcomputer software industry. Claiming more than a million installed MS-DOS machines, founder and chairman Bill Gates had decided to certify Microsoft's jump on the rest of the industry by nominating applications, operating systems, peripherals, and most recently, book publishing. Some insiders say Microsoft is attempting to be the IBM of the software industry. Although Gates says he isn't trying to dominate the industry with sheer numbers, his strategy for dominance involves Microsoft's new Windows operating system. Our strategies and energies as a company are totally committed to Windows, the same way that we're committed to operating system kernels like MS-DOS and Xenix, said Gates. We're also saying that only applications that take advantage of Windows will be competitive in the long run. Gates claimed that Microsoft's entrance into the application market with, with products such as Word and the new chart, which I believe becomes PowerPoint, was not a big time operation. So it's just sort of funny to think of, you know, oh, like word is not a big deal. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think many, uh, many times, um, yeah, here you go. Microsoft defended itself in the public arena with the lawsuit, arguing that its attempts to innovate were under attack by rival companies jealous of success. And so in a full page ad in the Washington Post and the New York Times on June 2nd, 1999, the ad was an open letter to President Clinton from 240 economists and on antitrust protectionism. Um, and it said, consumers of high technology have enjoyed falling prices, expanding outputs, and a breathtaking array of new products and innovations. Increasingly, however, some firms have sought to handicap their rivals by turning to government for protection. Many of these cases are based on speculation about some vaguely specified customer harm in some unspecified future. 
and many of the proposed interventions will weaken successful U.S. firms and impede their competitiveness. So Microsoft basically made the exact same argument that if you do this, yeah. customers who are, they have falling prices and all these cool new products and innovations, yeah. and you are, you the government you're, you're is going to mess cycle it up. that. And that, so that's, so, that, so yeah, what you said is, is exactly. it's not new. I, I didn't say new. it was new. I didn't say it was new. I didn't and I guess, yeah. all right, would you say that in the history of all this stuff, you know, since the early 1900s, that actually it does help innovation and it does help consumer choice and it's a good thing, you know, when all these, because like you said, there is this whole history of, of antitrust legislation and, and, uh, and even with the tech industry. So do you think that, should the government win these current cases that are up, do you think uh, it would be good for for the humans? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. You do. But but part of it is like like you do have to you know this this is one of the reasons I brought up all the children. Like you do have to take like a seventy year long look yeah, at some of this yeah. stuff, right? Like yeah. like okay. Yes, you know, Southern Bell died and it right. merged into this and that became that yeah. and this became this other thing, you know, blah, 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 right? But like that was the foundation of a company that became, you know, Quest Communications, which, yeah. you know, now is NBC Universal. I, that one's actually, those, I, those are the example, those two are actually not related, but right, like, 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 you know, all the, all the different oil companies that these days are now, competing in this market. So yeah. it's a little hard. You can't just measure it based on, well, I could do X and now tomorrow I can't. Yeah. Um, even though I don't, I don't think that would happen. You have to it's take sort a longer of, term view. Yeah. Or AMD, right? I mean, AMD has, when they, when AMD was spun off, they were kind of cute for a long time and they were mostly irrelevant. Um, but there have been these moments where they, do really well and they kind of feel like they catch up right and it's like oh my god it's like are they is amd better than intel and so far every time intel has been able to reassert itself as the leader through innovation and through better products and so you pricing. think so you think antitrust actions eventually are good for the user and the consumer in, oh. in maybe not 100 percent, but in the aggregate it's a good thing for for the users. Well, look, I, everything for me is on spectrums. And I do think that there's a point in time where maybe the government could be too heavy handed in a lot of cases. Yeah. Uh, that has not happened in my lifetime. In my whole lifetime, it's been nothing but consolidation and bigger profits. I mean, corporate profits are at all time highs for like, like since John D. Rock Rockefeller. And like, not and, like in the right, last 20 years, but, like but, ever. Okay. But yeah, so, again, one could argue, well, I don't want to argue politics, that's for sure. But um, you're saying, though, that you think... I think it's good policy. Yeah, you ultimately think it's going to be good for for the users and there the humans, are, humans and the consumers. So it's sort of like, it's like, um, it, it kind of gets me thinking about like D&D &D sometimes. Uh, okay. Yeah, so like... Why? <laughs> Elon Musk, uh, just this week, mentioned that he wants to have news journalists post their content on X instead of link out. And 
that it's better for the journalists. And this is what Facebook did, where before there was just the link and then Facebook tightened the screws and said, no, 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 we don't, we, we won't prioritize link outs. If you put your content or your right. videos directly into the Facebook feed, we'll prioritize that content. Yeah. And I think X is going to do the same thing, right? And the dirty secret is that, uh, you know, X is like, well, we share the revenue with the whatevers, right? Yeah. But what, what they're trying to do is they're trying to be like the Saudi Arabia of content. All the content through, flows through their pipe. Yeah. So, oh yeah, we share the profits, you know, but of course, if we want to turn the spigot, we can because we're controlling everything because we're yeah. the platform. So there is huge profit. I mean, it's not a secret. All the big tech CEOs know if you, if you can become the platform, that's yeah. worth gadrillions of dollars. Yeah. Um, and so as a consumer, it's probably better if there's not one big player who becomes the platform. If you can become the platform, you can leverage that to do some really cool stuff. Uh, I think a great example is maybe um, Microsoft 365 or the Adobe, you know, cloud suite of products yeah. that all kind of work together really nicely. And so if PowerPoint was a different company, then Word was a different company right. and Teams is a different company, right? You couldn't do some of the really interesting uh, stuff that, it all kind of meshes well and all the files work and the sync works and you can share yeah. things and you can link to stuff because it's well, all one company. Kind of doesn't work as well. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. But, okay. but right, <laughs> right. So, so there's this like, there's like the, well, kind of, I guess in theory, like, like there's a best case scenario where it's all within the platform or it's yeah. all within Amazon and yeah. then it's just great. And Amazon's a tough one because they have like the highest, uh, customer satisfaction of almost right. like any tech company. Right. So right. that's like, they're, well, they're that, sort of doing By it. the way, that is their, uh, you know, they're, they're talking about that in their defense of the lawsuit. That's exactly. what they're saying. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, but, 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 you know, it, what is, what would it look like if there were open standards? Right. Like it looks this way and we, and like, if, if you got rid of it, Oh, then Word wouldn't be able to talk to PowerPoint in this like theoretical example where like right, you had right. to spin off Word and PowerPoint into their own thing. They like couldn't talk to each other, dot, dot, dot. Well, unless if there were more competitors, maybe an open standard would exist, right. in which case they'd have to communicate with each other um, yeah. much in the same way that uh, I, re I read a very fascinating article about how tons of innovation happened by by interfacing with the closed standard by not using an open standard. Hmm. Um, so for example, when Google Docs was trying to become relevant, mm -hmm. the way that they did, and Google Docs is huge. I don't think people realize their uh, Google Workspace business suite is huge money and used by tons of businesses all over the place. I mean, they they really, they haven't, they haven't dominated the market because Microsoft responded, but like they're a big, huge player. And the way that they did it was they figured out a way to reverse engineer Google Doc or Word Doc. So you could save your Google Doc as a Word Doc and right. open it in Word. Right. And right. so they there wasn't an open standard, but they kind of hacked an open hacked standard together open standard. so mm -hmm. that you could use Google Docs or Word interchangeably. And so a lot of the sort of competition mm -hmm. that comes is when there's a dominant player and some startup is like, hey, 
use our stuff. But guess what? It also works, you know, right. outside. So it sort of would be like, like if, if Sketch was, or some startup was like, hey, yeah, blah, 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 blah. You can also open our files in Figma. Right. Right. And so there's a little bit of a cat and mouse sort of game that's played. Um, I do have one more kind of piece of information here for okay. you. Uh, this is a this is a poll done in 2021, mm-hmm. uh, and the question is, uh, do, how much confidence do you have in this institution? All right. Okay. So the American institution with the most confidence amongst Americans is small businesses. People love small businesses. Really? Yes. Seventy percent of you as adults have a great deal or quite a lot of confidence really? in small business. See, I wouldn't have thought that was true. Uh, military is number two, 69%. Who's at the uh, bottom? Uh, <laughs> the bottom with 12% with a, of people have a great deal or quite a, quite a lot of confidence is Congress. I was going to say, it's the government. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's not the government. It's oh, Congress. It's Congress Congress okay. specifically is an institution. Yeah. Uh, television news is the second lowest at 16%. This and, is fun. Uh, and the third lowest at 18% is big business. Really? So this idea, it is sort of a bar- bipartisan issue. Oh, wait a minute. Big business I'm sorry. Is stuck. No. Okay. Okay. This is so interesting. Yeah. All right. You no, can no, say. No, hold, on, hold on. This is just a poll question, right? So it's sort of like if you I ask know. the poll question versus, okay, do you actually. I know. So you're stop shopping because, on Amazon? because people. People love. You're talking about branding. You're talking about where do people Walmart, shop? Okay. Costco. If I don't shop at Amazon. I'll go shop at Walmart. Uh, you know, it's like people love these big companies. This, I can't read something that like Ikea uses 2% of all trees on earth. <laughs> I mean, they're sustainably forested. It's not like they're, no, they but, cut them down I and they mean, grow again. But it's like, but it's like, yeah, like, like, like one out of every 50 trees look, on planet earth goes into Ikea no, furniture. Like small businesses in the community, you know, there'll be this, let's, there'll be these campaigns, you know, let's shop local. And, and, and for one week out of the year, everyone will go down to their local store. And then the 51 weeks out of the year, they don't. So I, I, people say this stuff, Guthrie. I mean, but maybe, so maybe, so that's when I have an anecdote for you, you know, cause, okay, look, here's what, from a psychological point of view, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, people get into a habit. People like brands. Um, they like they like to shop from brands. Maybe they don't trust the brands. I don't know, um, but they like to shop from the brands. And people really like um, consistency, and that's what the brand, especially if we're talking about retail, retail. Um, especially if we're talking about uh, uh, fast food or just food retail, I mean, uh, I wouldn't call. We'll call it, but let's let's back up a little bit. What we're talking about retail stuff. We're talking about Amazon. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wendy's is just not a big business. Not in the grand scheme of American big business. Not compared to a Meta. 
Like, okay. Like, okay. Right. Okay. So like, so like you got to, yeah. you know, yeah. Like, like, all like, right. All right. All right. We'll take, we can take fast food out of it if you want, you know, but, but I, if you want to, you want to talk about Walmart, you want to talk about Amazon. Yeah. Um, you can. People uh, like, they really like the big brands. I, they, they want to do me, business me, with and I, shop just, the big brands. Can I just give you, give you just a, just a, a sense of things. What? So yum exclamation point brands. Yeah. Which owns KFC, Pizza Taco Hut, Bell. Taco Bell, and some other stuff. Um, they their revenue in twenty twenty two is about seven billion dollars. Okay. Is that not a lot? Um so uh meta their revenue in 2022 was 116 billion. So it's like they're like Meta's like 40 times bigger than Taco Bell, KFC and Pizza Hut. Yeah, I know, I know, but but compare that with um the corner diner. This is true. <laughs> Which yeah. is not at 7 million, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, much less well, everything, everything's million. a matter of scale, right? A so billion. like, so right. yeah, young brands is a big business for sure. But I think when people think of like but big people business and antitrust, I think yeah. they think of the big tech companies because that's where, I mean, yeah. just by scale, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. so much bigger. Yeah. Um, so I, I would, what I, so, okay. What I will say is this is true, but I do think unlike maybe some other industries, this the stuff stuff is changing in tech really really fast yeah and part of it is because of their thirst for profits you know yes. we've talked we've talked about inshitification on this channel before yeah. and for those people should look it up if you haven't known about it but there is this you know tech companies have a habit of they push really hard by making a great product at a low price yeah. and they dominate it and then they um then they basically s start screwing the the, the the business people who are running it, they get them locked in the locked in the platform like Amazon does, and you have to have your stuff on our in our warehouses, right? Well, yeah. now you're now you're using us to ship your products, right. so you can't go sell them on you know Walmart or you know right. Temu or whatever. Like like you're you're using us as a distribution channel, so it right. only pays if you know you're locked in. Then they screw the people. Then they screw the like the people on one side of the transaction. Yep. which is like the people providing the service. And then once they're locked in and screwed, then they screw the people on the other side of the transaction and it just kind of all falls apart. Yeah. And then platforms get really shitty and then they die. And it's sort of like the life cycle of these big tech companies. And uh, it is interesting because take an Amazon. It's not what it was five years ago. It has become dominated by weird Chinese, I mean, like there was always like a lot of like, kind of like, you know, quote, quote unquote, Chinese crap on there. But now it's sort of dominated by it, right? I mean, you, you're like, hey, I want to get a hose. And it's clearly the exact same hose that's made in the exact same factory in China. Yeah. But it's like, you know, McCorgy and Oblerkline yeah. hose and like, <laughs> Which I don't know if you know, but in order to sell, you have to have a name that's not a registered trademark. So companies in, in Asia, they just make up like hundreds of literally randomly generated Mary names. Thing. 
Yeah. No, no, it's not. But it's like it's just random gibberish. Here, I'm gonna <laughs> g- give me give me a product. Give me a product. Well, uh, socks. No, uh, give me something that's socks or that's, okay, that's cable. Uh, a computer. A uh, 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 USB C yeah. cable. USB C. Uh, yeah. Um. So so there's there's Hoinzen. <laughs> Okay. And uh, Ainope, A-I-N-O-P-E, and in Inu, I-N-I-U, that one might actually be real. Um, Degochik. <laughs> you know, this is just... Okay, I just can't take this anymore. It's just too funny. <laughs> is, is, isn't it? Isn't it funny? Um, uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, point taken. Guthrie, let's well, no, wrap but, it up. Okay, yeah. You're, wrap it up. So the point is, is that I believe what Amazon is has changed. Yes. They used to be sort of like a hut, like, like a Walmart where you go and it was good prices on recognizable brands and yeah. they still have that. But now really what it's become is it's become a direct to consumer yes. Chinese yes. R- retailer. Yep. Where, like everything is made in Asia. Um, so, and then it's basically... We recently bought a freezer. Yeah. There are only a couple of companies that sell freezers. They're different yeah. brands. Many of the same, many of the brands make their freezers in China at like the same factory. Yeah. And then they're sold in the U S under like, As you know, Whirlpool, but like right. it's, it's, it's not, it's just, a, it's just the same thing. And, um, there's a lot of Asian distributors who are like, why should we take our stuff that we're making right. in our factories yeah. Sell it to, you know, Belkin or whatever. Yeah. And then Belkin it's is like nice. selling it here. Like why? Right. Like, like we'll just sell direct. We'll just sell directly on Amazon to a enormous swath of American consumers. Yeah. And that has led to Amazon having everything and the prices are good, but there's so much more uh, crap and uncertainty and shadiness that's happening. Yeah. It's most of it's really good. You know, if you like, I I remember, um, I had a friend who bought like a little, like, like mini fan that you like hold if you're like, you know, walking around and you know, it's like $12 and it's, you know, some, some no name brand that makes no sense with like the bad captions and stuff. It's great. Like it, like it's like it's you know there's no no problem with it. The battery lasts forever. It like it's like it's well designed. So so it's not like it's all bad, but like you really don't know what you're going to get. And my point is is that these services are changing and they're not as good. And they're I think people may be starting to drift away from Amazon because it's like they you know they used to be scrappy. And now they're so rich. I, will let, I want to tell you one more story and then, then we'll stop. Um, I, the this woman, was a rambly podcast. I'm sorry. Very rambly. We apologize. Sorry. There, um, the, the, epi- the, the podcast I was listening to that was talking about the Amazon antitrust, this woman who's a reporter said they decided to try an experiment in their family. So they canceled their prime membership and they, uh, they still, I think they still bought some stuff from Amazon, but the whole idea of um, you know instant shipping, free shipping, they 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 didn't have that anymore. They were going to have to pay for shipping, and she said it it absolutely did change their behavior. So when they would put things in the cart, and then you know it wasn't going to come today or tomorrow. 
it was going to come in a week. And so then they decided they didn't need it. So then they wouldn't buy it. Um, so it, it might be the end. It might be the end of retail America, Guthrie. Uh, I don't. <laughs> it might. We, this might throw us into a big recession. Yeah, I don't. Okay, I'm kidding. So. All right, Guthrie. Um, if people have comments, no, and they me, can I? What? I got to add one or two more. Oh small God, things. what? Amazon's revenue. Remember, I said Facebook was 100. Yeah, yeah. 12 billion. Yeah. Amazon's revenue in 2022 was 514 billion. Billion. Yeah. In revenue. Oh, they're they're half trillion revenue now. Now their margins are lower than you know a Meta, but they are What's, enormous. Minute, really? What's Walmart? Oh, that's a great. What a great question. Revenue. Walmart revenue is six hundred and eleven billion. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, what do you think Costco is? <laughs> All right, and then we really Costco have to is two hundred and twenty-five, so they're they're up there too. Yeah, so. but so it's Walmart, Amazon, and Costco. Maybe yeah, Target in, in that order. Well, All right, Guthrie. If people want to reach us, which now they're not going to, we'll no never hear from anybody. After, but after if they point. are, they do want to reach us. Boy, we they we do didn't that? wrap this up. The point is, keep keep an eye out for the antitrust news. Thank you. It'll be really interesting. We didn't even get how to how it affects UX. We kind of did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Move on, move on. All right, all right. <laughs> if people want to reach uh, us, how should they do that? Uh, you can reach us at info at the I'm going to add just a couple quick plugs. Go ahead, plug uh, away. Plug number one um, if you are looking for contractors for 2024, reach out. Yeah. We're having some people uh, come off contract at the end we of the year. Some really, really great good people. So um, get in touch about that. Um, also scheduling workshops for twenty. Yeah, we're putting together our Trainings. workshop and speaking schedule for 2024. Um, so if you want one of us or both of us. We have a new Agile and UX workshop uh, We have a new training. Agile UX workshop yeah. that is really cool. If anybody out there is doing UX work in an Agile shop, oh, wait, 97% of the people, but yes, if anybody's doing that and uh, they want to know, could it could be going better than what it is, which I think the answer is yes, um, it could be, then uh, you want to contact us and um, ask us about the Agile UX workshop. And I want to add one more thing. We have mm -hmm. um, free courses out uh, on various platforms. Free online find. courses. Free mm -hmm. online courses. Um, I have an ethics course. I have a behavioral economics course. You have a, a bunch of free, you know, intro to UX. various UX mm -hmm. topics. Um, so people should check that out. And I don't know if you know this, but uh, just yesterday I looked and I had um, like 500 new signups for the ethics fundamentals. And I believe like all from Africa. So I emailed some people, tried to get some like, hey, what's going on? I, I think like some school in Africa was like, here, go watch, go watch this go intro watch to, this. That's to, fun. to ethics. So, and um, Gesri, if people yeah. are interested in our free courses, the URL for that is? You can find them in a lot of places, but uh, courses.theteamw.com. Courses.theteamw.com. There's some stuff on YouTube too. I don't know. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Africa. 
the whole <laughs> continent? Is well, it, I don't know where from? they're from. I just oh, you don't even you just, know that they're from. The ad, the names looked African to me. They kind of looked Nigerian, but like I, you know, I'm not. We're not I'm sure. Not, not sure. Yeah. So, so I if anybody's out, listening, that some, some that is one of those people. Let Guthrie know why all of a sudden everybody wants that course. Well, no, I, I emailed. I'm going to get an answer. Okay. Um, all right. Thank you, Guthrie. Okay. Bye. Talk later. Bye.